morning, everybody, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, starting from the bottom left and going like we're reading, uh, <laughs> Treasure. Hi, I'm Kez, and I'm going to be tra playing Treasure, the Tiefling Fighter. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sorak, the Arakakra Horizon Walker Ranger. Hi, I'm Cole, and I'm playing Oluru Dawnbringer, the ASMR Paladin Hexblade Warlock. And I'm Megan, I'm playing Survived Landir, the Eladrin Glamourbard. Awesome, awesome. Welcome, guys. Welcome, everybody at home. Um, we are happy to have you with us. Hope that you are doing well and being safe and... Uh, Everybody's keeping their distance uh, appropriately, as as is needed. Uh, so, a couple of quick announcements before we get into tonight's adventure. This is um, night two of our week-long celebration. Uh, this, is, this Thursday is officially our two-year anniversary. Um, our first game was April 2nd in 2018, so we have been streaming every week since then um, with, with very few stops or pauses or hiccups, and we're, we're continuing to do it. We've been streaming since uh, social distancing took effect a couple of weeks ago, and so we're doing RPGs Every night this week, 5e, D&D 5e exclusively. This week, we do play some other RPGs, we play some other board games, and we stream video games on occasion. We do a lot of different content stuff, so if you're joining us for the first time, thank you, welcome, um, please enjoy yourself. And if you're one of our old friends, you know what's up, and, and we appreciate you being here. So, thank you. Now, because it's our second anniversary, we are doing a major giveaway from our friends and sponsors over at Norse Foundry. Norse uh, Foundry! We are, this Thursday, during the show, uh, we are going to be giving away this uh, tray of holding. Yes, tray of holding, tray of yeah, holding. It is very pretty, so it's got this um, luminescent sort of... Uh, let me try to block some of the glare there. Uh, luminescent foil of a eye tyrant or a beholder, depending on your copyright infringements. Um, <laughs> and it is a wonderful dice tray. It's leather. It's really cool. It's got some side pockets all around uh, the outside of it where you can keep, I think it's like up to four uh, dice sets. And... It, it's gorgeous. It's one of the nicest things they gave us to give away, and we want to do something um, something big for you guys. So this is going to be being given away during the show on Thursday. Uh, Cole, I think we lost you, your video if you want to hit reconnect for us. Um, we'll see how it goes. So we're doing that on Thursday. Now tomorrow night we've got our normal Wednesday night show that is Star Chasers New Horizons. Um, a lot of fun over there. It's a 5e game using the Esper Genesis uh, skin from Alligator Alley. Um, we don't know them. We don't. We just use their stuff. They're they're nice, I guess. I don't actually know if they're nice, but they have good products, and that's why we use it. Um, Thursday night, we are doing a special anniversary show. Um, we are doing uh, a bunch of our original cast members, uh, some people, a uh, friend from the home game. Keith is going to be joining us. Uh, Cole is going to be joining us uh, from our, our latest generation of players. And we're going to be doing One Night in Wild Mount um, because 
because we're sad that Crit Roll isn't isn't putting out shows on Thursday, uh, and it's our anniversary, so we're going to do it. We're going to do a Wild Mount one shot. Uh, Friday night, we're going to. I think we're going to start a ongoing um, Friday campaign for. It's a limited run campaign, probably for a month or two. Um, that is going to be from the uh, third edition campaign setting, Midnight, uh, which is from Fantasy Flight Games. If you never had the chance to play it, Midnight is Lord of the Rings if uh, if the bad guys won. So they don't do a lot to hide it. Uh, they, the shadow is in the north instead of the south, and his name is Isrador. So, you know, um, it's, it's, it's pretty on brand. Uh, Saturday, we're doing another one shot. Lost Cole again. That's okay. He'll come back. Uh, <laughs> there you go, buddy. So we're going to be doing another one shot on Saturday. We're thinking Dragon Age uh, with a 5e skin, which should be a lot of fun. We're all big fans of games. And then Sunday is my birthday. We'll probably do another giveaway on Sunday. Uh, I don't know what we are doing on that day, but it'll be something. It'll be a good time. So... Them's the announcements. Uh, does anybody have any other announcements that we need to go over before we get into tonight? I'm seeing a big yawning no. Treasure. We do. We have that whole 30 subscribers thing that we're trying to work on. Yes. Uh, so, yes, when we get to 30 patrons, I believe it was, uh, and we had 27 uh, not too long ago, so we only need like three more, three more patrons, even at the $1 level. You, uh, We are going to do another giveaway where uh, our wonderful artist, uh, Kez, um, who is... Uh, who plays Treasure and does a bunch of our artwork for uh, this game in particular, is going to do a character portrait for you. I think last time was full body with no background. Um, and I'm, so something similar, I'm, I'm guessing. Basic idea, it would be your character, full body, no background. You go ahead and you send me a full description as detailed of what you want your characters to look like. Don't worry if your character is not something you consider one of the quote-unquote typical races. I've done kobolds. Um, goblins, so all that is cool. And I'd just be eager to see, you get to see our characters every week, now twice a week at this point. May as well see some of yours too. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And the the art is amazing. Uh, last time we had like a bubblegum tiefling. Uh, <laughs> that was that was absolutely delightful. So um, yeah, so, so join the Patreon. The other thing, it, it helps you get, um, we're releasing some of Mars's subclasses uh, yeah. over on the Patreon first. The Lunarchist should be out by my birthday, um, which we're very excited for. Also, uh, you get entered in any and all of our giveaways. So even if you're not in the chat that night, you get the chance to win. So if you want to win the tray of holding and you cannot be there, you can join at a $1 level. And it's, and it's nice. It's awesome. And it helps us out. Uh... I think that's it. Cole, you want to stick around for a minute, buddy? We were kind of, <laughs> I am trying. Is it? Is it? Uh, am I back now? You're <laughs> gone. You, you disappeared for me. Oh, Unless you are in a snowstorm in Antarctica. So, so for for me is what everybody sees. Where it's it's streaming off my tabletop. So if I can't see you, nobody can see you. And and you're too pretty for that, Cole. Come on now. Uh, I just, I just, 
refreshed everything. Hopefully, this will work out. Uh, okay. We'll give you a. We'll give you a second. All right, well, you're, you're back. back. Hey, look, see, see, it worked out. All right. We're gonna pretend like that's gonna stick around, and let's. Um, I think we both know it's not. Yeah, you froze, so I'm pretty sure you're. Pretty sure you're going away. Anyway, oh no, you're back. All right, stay okay. put. Stay put. Uh, <laughs> sounds. What is that? What is that? What's this? What's this? There's something everywhere. All right, let's get into it, guys. Shall we? So, uh, our adventure takes place in the lands of Licked Dracht. Our heroes are um, adventurers that work uh, taking students from the Magnus Exploratorium on different expeditions and keeping them safe as these archaeologists and anthropologists help to discover ancient legends of this new land. Um, some of our heroes are from the old country, from Rotom, which featured heavily in our first campaign. Um, and so they have taken on a job recently, uh, a series of them, that will lead them on an expedition through a nearby forest and into some mountains um, for two different purposes. Tonight's purpose is the exploration of a ancient elven manor. Uh, the previous two expeditions of which have run into deadly forces of undead that have uh, killed those previous adventurers and dragged them down into a well of uh, corruption and undeath. And so in order to help set a uh, grad student's mind right, if ever a thing could be done, they have set out to aid the creepy and somewhat distraught Tavish. Uh, so last night, it, those yeah. of you that were... I, I mean, I guess not, but your other friends are, so you if you want to leave them high and dry, I mean, that's that's kind of up to you. <laughs> um, so last night, the team, you guys had all ventured into the forest together. Uh, the day previous, you had fought some wasps, gathered some of those stingers that you are going to be able to sell for, uh, for some gold pieces when you get back to town. The team had uh, ventured with Tavish and when Tavish comes within eyesight of the elven manor and it's uh, the source of this creepy low-lying fog that clings to the ground of the floor, his thousand-yard stare engages and he tells you all that when last he left, the gate wasn't like that. I left it open. He reminds you that when running for your life, you don't stop to close doors very often. Which point he went on to explain his two previous expeditions um, that they had documented many of the things in the upper levels of the manor and worked their way into the bottom and saw the glints of glimmer and armor of ancient souls. Then those began to rise and claimed his initial adventuring party. The second, he couldn't bear to see them. He waited by the door as they descended down and listened to their screams as they were 
consumed. And then he ran. So now with the gate closed, your other friends, Fable, Talroth, Thosin, and Clever Stitch, are circling around the back to find the servant's entrance and venture in there. However, it has become clear by looking at the tracks and the footsteps up here near the gate that some of those undead that you're expecting to be in that well have risen and probably have claimed the manor. And so that your friends don't get overwhelmed, you all have decided that your team is going to uh, break through this gate into the manor and explore what is happening on those upper two levels. So, before we get into this, you guys have been traveling in the woods, you do have a couple of days. Is there anything in particular you as a team need to or want to do um, in that downtime, in that travel time, before we get into tonight's adventure? Um, I want to make a check on the house. Okay. To see if I recognize any of the architecture, but that's obviously not in the woods. Yeah, that's fine. Um, we'll, we'll hold on to that. When we get to the house, we'll do that first. Is there anything else that needs to happen before we get to uh, house and manor venturing? Anything you guys want to do? If not, that's cool. We can jump into it. I just didn't want to rush you guys forward if there was something you needed to get done. I'm not seeing anybody jump at it, so... Okay, great. So it is a, it's a little past midday when you guys are making it to the manor, and Tavish... Um, Wolfa is taking Tavish back to a tree, and he's kind of giving him one of the heavy blankets, the, like, trauma blankets. He's he's not in a good way. Um, so, right, go ahead and roll a history check for me. Fuck. Uh, 12? 12. Okay. It is... You don't know a lot of the particulars, but just from looking at the um, architecture and the design of the house, two things are clear. One, it is definitely of elven make and design. It is... It does remind you of of your um, Eldrin city in some ways, like the way the gate is sort of grown out of ironwood and shaped into a very artistic design. It seems to be uh, a different type of elf, not Eladrin in specific, and um, not one that is probably from the Feywild, but you recognize um, the root techniques that are being used by, by both. So you know that they are elvish, they are probably not from a prime material plane, they're probably from a different, um, a different outer plane, but you you don't really get any of the particulars from from looking at the outside. Okay. The gate, for those of you that did not see last night, they're around the manor, which is on a slight hill and built into the back of the hill. There is a um, a thicket fence 
of sort of thick vines and woods, this brush that stretches to be about 10 feet tall. And the main gate is this bronze-like iron wood, thick and dense and heavy, that is grown into this wild sort of swirling, wicked pattern that is very sharp. And while you can see through it, none of you could probably stick more than your hand or maybe Ciroc being as as, uh, small as he is could could get up to his elbow. But... um, but yeah, you you would need like a small creature just to get an arm through there. Um, so it's it's all pretty dense, but it's definitely a gate. And before they had ventured off, uh, Talroth and Clever Stitch had investigated it. It is locked. It is untrapped. However, it is a a pretty um, pretty dense and nasty lock. Uh, and you guys. Uh, you have reviewed with Tavish. Um, breaking is an acceptable form of entering here. So I, I wanted to let you guys know that. However, Sirak, you can fly. You can just hop on over the gate if you if you really want to. So what would you guys that like to do? Breaking and entering? Well, uh, do, uh, did, uh, did Talroth uh, try to open up the... Try to open up the... Maybe I'll give it a shot. Sure. Give it a try. Make me a Thieves Tools check, Dexterity plus Proficiency. Uh, that'll be a 16. 16. Okay. You, you get your locks in there, and it is... It's tougher than that. This is a DC 20 lock. Um, so you can try again at disadvantage if you want. Um, but you realize that the tools that you have, the keys for these ironwood locks are very long. They're deeper than what most of your lock picks are. So you fear like if you did it, you'd probably break your thieves tools doing it. You might have, so it's up to you. Break your thieves tools or just break your, um, break the lock. Break the lock. Sorry, I mean it doesn't change. It was an eighteen. It wasn't a. uh, It wasn't a sixteen. It was an eighteen. My. Okay. I mean, information is the same. So if you if you think you can roll it, I don't know how well or poorly you rolled. Um, you can tell your team, but they're saying break it. You rolled a ten. Well, your next try is at disadvantage. So so. I say, break it. Okay. All right, let's just. I'll I'll turn around to it. Uh, it's not opening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go ahead, and Treasure's gonna take the pommel of her sword and just strike that lock. All right, go ahead and make an attack roll for me. After she, because that's a thing she does. Uh, that's going to be an eighteen. 18, yeah, 18 is the armor class of the Ironwood. So you do hit it. Go ahead and roll damage for me. You can double your damage. Um, It's an inanimate object. Yeah, roll damage for it, please. Oh, if I have 2d6, it would be 4d6 plus Mm -hmm. my strength? Okay. Mm -hmm. 
18. 18? I'm sorry, Treasure, could you repeat that? Teen. <laughs> We're just getting the teen. Yeah. I guess. Alright. 18. Right. 18. There it is. Yeah, sorry, we keep missing the the eight. So uh <laughs> yeah. So 18, you bash the handle, the pommel of your sword in there. Um, you do see that it, it definitely bends like it's barely holding on by a thread. Um, and the pommel of your sword, is that metal? Is it a gemstone? What sort of? Metal. It's, it's metal. Just a, it's just a classic metal sword. Nothing special right. about it. So yeah, the, the, the dense metal that is there, usually it's like a heavy iron or a steel, something to counterweight the, the rest of the blade, right? And it's one of the few times you've seen something like leave a little dent in that uh, in that pommel. Like this is dense iron wood. So um, oh. one more, like you're, you're almost through it, a couple of points of damage and, and you'll get through, but it's going to take another swing. So For another swing then. All right, let's do it. Plus six, that's going to make for 22, if my math is right. Okay, uh, I'll take 22. <laughs> 22 definitely hits. Uh, even your base strength is enough. You only needed two more points of damage. So, oh, okay. with, with, so the first time the pommel comes in, it dents it just a little bit. You see it, and you're like, come on, right? And you take another big swing. The hammer sort of uh, falls on it, your sword like a hammer, and the lock pops open, and the, the locking piece falls there onto the ground. Um, Your tools are a bit better. Oh, they're tools meant for keeping the lock intact. I absolutely had no intention of keeping the lock intact. (laughs) So, uh, gate is unlocked. What would you guys like to do? Uh, Can I cast um, my divine... Can I use my divine sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, no location of any undead within 60 feet. Within 60 feet. Okay. I will let you know there... Yeah, you cast there. From the gate to the front door is... Yeah, we'll call it about 60 feet. There are, within range, at least... Three undead. Um, and as you, as you look out now, when you can look past the gate, it becomes clear to you, there are like two elven guards, uh, standing up at the door. They're stone statue stiff, um, and their armor almost blended into the architecture, but with your divine sense, you can tell that there are. Those two, and then there's another undead somewhere on the grounds. Okay. Then I will, uh, after using that, I'll be like, everyone, weapons out. There are undead around. And those two, I'll point out the, the two statues, like, those two are undead. Um, Sarai's going to come up to Sirach and put a hand on his shoulder um, and say, <clears throat> I know how hard this must be for you, 
we're not your favorite people, and I'm sure that this is quite unnerving. So I wanted to tell you that I think you're being very brave. And I cast heroism on you, so you can't be frightened. Um, and I will start... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will start to move into the into the area, uh, okay. just kind of trying to lure out the undead that was on the ground. Okay, you push open the gate, and there is um, a loud sort of creaking and and twisting, gnarled sort of. It's a creak mixed with the snap that you hear when wood is um is wrenched uh dried wood sort of bursting and popping similar to the way it might in a fire or if there was um yeah fire as you're walking into the area go and roll me a perception check of us uh Olarun's leading the way who's going second I'll let the first two of you roll a perception check. Sirak? Okay. Yeah. Hold up the rear in case anything comes from behind us. Sounds good. I'd rather the two squishies be between Olarun and I. Yeah. He ain't squishy, he can fly. Okay. So, Sirak, Olarun, uh, give me your perception checks in the chat, please. Olarun on a 10. Nice fat ten. Nicely done. Dirty. Got it. Uh, and Sirak on a twenty. So Sirak, is you are you flying or are you hopping? I'm just bobbing along with all the room right now. Okay. You guys start to make your way into the area, um, Sirak. You you sort of uh, chicken hop and flutter. Um, Treasure, if you can uh, reconnect your your picture for me, I appreciate it. So, you make your way in, uh, Sirak. You, you can. I did lose you. I'm sorry. I got your pretty pretty chibi face, but I don't have your pretty pretty human face. Um. So, you can see that there is a, another guard, an armored guard that is about 50 feet to your right, um, walking the grounds of the... Actually, I'm going to say 40 feet. 40 feet to your right, walking the grounds of the... Um, right of the manor. And you can see him starting to make his way over. Uh, um, I'm going to uh, step in front and kind of put my hand on Olaroon's uh, chest plate. Mm-hmm. And just... Ooh, uh, over there, over to the right. So my head will kind of just snap over. Mm-hmm. And I'll draw my sword, my shield, and start like moving in the way of the one that's approaching us. Okay, so you turn to the one that is uh, walking around the the grounds. Um, I have her back, so I I just reloaded and I have her back now. Uh, so. Uh, Olorun, as, as you do that, uh, Sirak, you can see the guards that had been up on the, the like steps leading to the front door 
uh, sort of lurch and at the at the site of movement and begin to descend their staircase. I'd like everybody to flip for initiative, please. Can I, before that, just have said, uh, just like we're we're seen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, absolutely. They know us. Yeah. So everybody knows that trouble is a Bruin. Um, and you guys are on it. Nice. Yep, when you get your card, uh, let me know in the chat. You can flash it to the to the thing if you would like. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sweet. Uh-huh. And... Olorun's on a seven. Uh, but I think... Olorun, do you have a dex? Um, yes, of one. Well, that beats the undead, so <laughs> good job. Uh, so we are starting off with Saraid on a king. Saraid, I'm sorry, hit, hit your... Damn it! Um, <laughs> it was so beautiful, y'all. I wept. Um, yeah. It's gone now. I'm going to uh, Mantle of Inspiration, bonus okay. action, and everyone gets five temporary hit points. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say it before, because we're going into Elven territory, she would have changed while we were in the woods. Mm-hmm. So she's in spring. Okay. She's in, in the season of spring. Okay, She's Mantle of Inspiration. In the season of spring. And um, that's uh, it. Okay, and you're about five feet from Olorun and Sorak at this point? Or are you further back? You Have you come through the gate? Yes. Okay, you've come through the gate. Great. Good to know. Thank you, Saride. Uh So that takes us over to Olorun. Okay, so how far is the one I moved to intercept? Uh, I'm going to say you you moved about five feet before we flipped for initiative. So 35 feet. 35 feet. Okay. Yep. Uh, Then I am going to uh, move right uh, as far up to him as I can. 30 feet. Okay. Um, Bonus action, Hexblade's Curse on it. Okay. Um, And then I will... Uh, ready my action to attack him as soon as he uh, comes within range of me. Okay. Sounds good. Ready to action to attack. And that is movement action, bonus action. Sounds good. It is up to the other seven, which are my uh, Dread Elven warriors. So, Olorun, that one does close the distance. You can make your attack, please. Okay. So I will. And are you eating a fruit by the foot? I am eating a fruit by the foot <laughs> okay. because reasons. Because he's a Kumon boy, and it's snack time. It's snack time. Dang it! Yeah. Well, I, I can't argue with that. Let's... Hey. Uh, so that is a uh, twenty-three to hit. It absolutely does hit. Yeah, you can tell these guys are wearing. Um, what is ironwood equivalent sort of heavy armor. Um, so they have an AC of 17. Okay. 
So that is uh, that is eight points of damage. Okay, eight points of damage. Uh, wait, no, eight plus two. Sorry, uh, ten points of damage. Ten points of damage. Sorry, I blocked the mic when I said that. Ten points of damage. Yeah. Anything else? Um, that's it. I held my action to do that. Great. Okay. Uh, so the that undead is going to with um. I had shown you guys a picture of them previously. Uh, they you realize that these are elves, but they're elves of a very different type. Um, they have very prominent sort of ram. Um, or bison twisting horns that come out of a very thick brow. Their sharp features are um, almost to an alien extent, far sharper than what even traditional elves or eladrin uh, experience. And what you had thought might have been like a mask or some form of, of helmet you're realizing now is, one, their odd shape, but two, it being distorted by the undeath. And they hold, they have with them these very large sort of um, not quite halberds, but um, these large uh, pole arms with like a sharp sort of spear that is cupped uh, and open, almost like a massive uh, syringe of, of some kind. Uh, so it is going to attack twice at Olarun. Um So that is two attacks, the higher of which is a 13. Uh, so I'm guessing 13 misses you, Olarun? Okay. So, uh, that one closes the five feet. You take your swing at it. It comes across, stabs once, and then brings it down. Olarun, you just sort of parry and deflect as best you can. You see the other two un, um, undead begin to descend down the stairs and come closing in. They were 60 feet away, being by the door, 60 feet to the gate. They travel 30 feet, and then um, you see them reach into their... um, reach into their uh, side pouch, their pockets, and they have these um, slings made of what is like a, a very dense black sort of cue ball. Um, that they're going to hurl uh, one at Treasure and one at Syrah. Uh So Treasure first, plus four, that's a 12 to hit. That's, I'm sure, going to miss. And then Sirak, that's an 11 to hit. I'm sure that misses you as well. So yeah. <laughs> you, you see them as they come forward. They don't move like zombies, but they do sort of lurch and jerk, and, and there is a stiffness to their muscles. They are clearly undead, so when they put it in their slings, it whips, and then it sort of flings wide as it goes. Um, that is it for uh, my guys on a seven. Then we had Sirak on a six. Yes, indeedy. Uh, so we have the one that is fighting Olarun, and then we have two that are coming this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they traveled 30 feet, and then they hurled um, some some dense cue balls at you, and they're 30 feet away. They're 30 feet away from me? Yep. 
Okay, first things first, I'm going to cast um, Hunter's Mark okay. on one of the two that's headed towards me. Got it. Left or right? Let's say left. Left, got it. And with Hunter's Mark on, I'm going to use one of my... I'm just going to shoot him with an arrow. Okay, shoot him with an arrow. That'll be a 20... That's a 17 plus 8 for a 25 day. Absolutely hits, yeah. Armor class is 17. Your arrow, as you narrow your eyes onto the target, you you watch the magic sort of guide your arrow for some additional damage. What'd you get? All right, so that is... Five damage from the arrow, so nine, and then two more damage from... I think that's only... It's 1d6 for Hunter's Mark. Correct. Yeah, so that's going to be nine, ten, eleven damage. Eleven damage. Okay. Yeah, Uh, pierces into its armor uh, deep. You you hear it sort of uh, squish into there. Um, That's what we got. Anything else to rock? Any movement? Yeah, I'm going to fly up. Uh, 15 feet into the air. 15 feet. Okay. Sounds good. And then I believe we're up to treasure. Um, I, I'm assuming because I was just behind Sorok that the closest one's still like 30 feet away or... Yeah, 30 feet. Move to... There's one fighting Olivrun, correct? Correct. That one is... They're all 30 feet at this point. That one closed okay. the distance. So you can get to... Any of the three in a single movement. Okay, um, I'll help out all the room. Okay, so you uh, turn to the right and you go heading towards the one that Olarun had uh, previously attacked. What would you like to do? Um, I am going to take the greatsword, which is already out, and successfully got rid of a lock, and see if it'll successfully get rid of this thing's face, too. Okay. Well, let's roll an attack, I guess. Oh, uh, that is most certainly not going to hit. <laughs> oh, no? That's going to be a nine. Okay, nine definitely misses. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but okay. you are there. Any bonus actions? Uh, yeah, you know what? Let me see what I've got for bonus actions. I'm going to hold off on that for now. Okay. Uh, great. End of the round. New round. Let's flip, flip them up. Okay. Jack, seven. Oh, hello, Rune. All right. Uh, treasure. Hey, we put it in order. (laughs) You did. Treasure, you are up. So... So we're not going to use the pommel. Now we're actually going to use the blade because that's, that's what it's for. Stick it with the pointy good. end. That was much better. Mm. 21. 21. Definitely hits. Yeah. A6 plus 4.
Oh, 12 damage? Okay. Uh, great. 12 damage on that one. Yeah, it is in the bloody range now. Um, another... Uh, yeah, another big hit like that. Maybe a little more. You guys should carve through that one. Anything else, treasure? Uh, nope. I'm just going to make sure I stick within uh, range to help out Olorum because, let's see, sticking together is probably going to help us out in, better, in the long run. Okay. Sounds good. And after Olorun, or after treasure, is the zombies. So that one is going to split its attack. First one to Olorun, second one to treasure. Uh, plus four to each. First one to Olorun is a six. That's going to miss... Next one is a 19, so 23 to hit treasure. Okay, that does uh, hit. Yep. Uh, so that is going to be, I believe it is eight points of damage. Seven. Seven points of damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then the t- that had... What? They're going to continue to run up to you guys. Um, Sorak, they cannot get to you. Uh, one is going to continue to stay where it's at and just hurl uh, a ball at you. The other one, Saride, is uh, coming to attack you. So uh, a ranged attack against Sorak. That is a uh, 18 to hit. It's Okay. So that is going to be uh, six points of damage and two attacks on Saride, Uh, 14 and a 13. Yeah, meets it, beats it. They both fuck. Oh, no. I thought you made armor, right? Yeah, it's still just 13. And you have is, no dex modifier. It's the ride within five feet of me or these things? Like, no? Okay. No, that, that was that was back <laughs> that by was the, the gate. Plan. <laughs> so, um, so, right, you don't have a dex modifier, do you? No. Okay. Um, Take me. Okay, so that is... 19 points of damage. I was joking, Stone. What the fuck? <sighs> I'm bloodied. Mm-hmm. I'm below bloodied. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to remind you that in these times of quarantine, I can still drive to your house. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Uh, that is it for my um, for my undead. Uh, uh, next is Sirak on a jack. Um. All right. You, oh, you lost me. I got you. You're good. Okay. Good. Yeah. I am going to. I'm going to. Um. So the I hunters mark the guy on the left, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to fly towards the left as much as I can um, while keeping him within 30 feet to try to draw him towards me away from everybody else. Okay. Sounds good. 
and I'm going to attack with my bow for a one. Uh, oh, that's that, gonna miss. That is gonna miss. Yep. Okay. Anything else to rock? Any bonus actions? <sighs> no. I, I. Son of a gun. I got nothing. Okay. After Sir Rock, it is Sir Ride. Uh, Sarai, push, push the... I was pondering. I couldn't figure it out. Okay. Oh, oh we didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was basically me just looking at the open fridge of my spell list going, uh, uh, okay. I mean, I could. I'm going to heal myself. Okay. Because that seriously Ow. fucked me up, y'all. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, that is... We're just going to do a Cure, cure. I'm just gonna touch myself. Okay. <laughs> Shit up. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. It's just six points. Uh, um. And that's. So everyone is down here now, right? Um. The the two guards and the the one rando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's three guards total. One that was walking the grounds, two that had been up near the uh, mm-hmm. door. One of them from the door has traveled all the way to you. One of them from the door is uh, about 30 feet away, is hurling balls at Sirach. <laughs> and then the other one is um, fighting Olarun and Treasure to the right of the gate. Can I try um, in... Sylvan. Talk, can I try talking to them in Sylvan? Sure. You can try talking to them in Sylvan. Um, yeah, I'll I'll ask to see their master. Uh, okay, make a persuasion check. <sighs> okay. Oh, so close. 24. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, It says to you in Sylvan, Master knows only death. I don't like that. Hard same, my dude. Um, <laughs> which is what she sounds like when she speaks Sylvan, by the way. And <laughs> Good. Fucking right? Ugh, gross. So, okay. Any bonus actions or right? Uh, bonus action was touching myself. Uh, that's an action. Bonus action, try to talk to the guards. Got it. Uh, okay, and I believe that leaves us to Olorun. So, I am going uh, after I see Sarai get nailed by <laughs> poor choice of words, um, <laughs> I am going to 
turn to the thing in front of me and say, um, I no longer have time to deal with you. And I will use my point of inspiration mm -hmm. from Jack that I've never used okay. to give myself advantage on this attack. Okay. Ooh. I rolled a three and a six. Spicy. Uh, um, so yeah, that's uh, not going to hit. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Unfortunately, that does not hit. Um, are you going to stay put, or are you going to run back to help Saride? Um, I've got time to deal with this. I, however, have all the time in the world. Uh, yeah, actually, um, I will... Uh, I will break where I'm at and run over to her. Okay. So, yep, it's going to take the attack of opportunity. That is a 15 to hit. Misses. Okay. So, as you run back, uh, it's going to take a swing at you. Uh, you parry as you go, and you end up right next to Saride with the other undead uh, bearing down on her. Um, and I will bonus action cast Shield of Faith. Mm -hmm. on her uh, that is a uh, so she gets a plus two to her AC nice okay I believe that is it um remind me what sentinel does treasure um when a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against a target other than you you can use your reaction to make a yep. melee weapon against absolutely okay. does it doesn't have to hit. As long as it attacks it, you can make your reaction. Okay, so while Olorun's running away, I'm just going to try to bring the sword back and cleave at it, because how dare you? He just said he had no time for you. I am right here. There you go. 19 plus 6, 19. 19 does hit. Yeah, roll your damage. Okay. Damage is not great. Um, it's going to be 7 damage. 7 damage. Okay. Yeah, it's it's continuing to, to drop low. It takes the swing. You bring your blade up and across. You catch it in the arms. You, It was a good strike. You think for a moment maybe its arms will come off, but then you watch as the sinew just sort of holds on. And while it stretches and those bones are probably broken, the unnatural energy of its uh, necrotic nature does hold it together. So uh, one quick point of order. Treasure, you have the great weapon fighting style, right? Can she hear me? Can you hear me, Treasure? Yeah. 19s are crits. Yeah, but the, the great weapon fighting style means she rerolls ones and twos. Uh, Treasure, we, we need you to press the mic button. Yeah. We can't hear you. Treasure, no. Is she gone? Have we lost her? Um, we have just cast silence on Treasure. Other than that, she's she's okay. She's she, figuring you know out. What? Treasure might be used to it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Nope. Negative on the sword. Fortunately. 
Let me check something over here. Make sure you're still on the call. She's uh, still on the call. Okay. Uh, yep. I think it's something with the mic. Oh. 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 Okay. Hey, hey there a, you go. We have an older yes. micro, uh, microphone. Yeah. We, we hear you. Or we heard Can that. You hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wait. I think we lost her again. Oh. Hello. Hello. There we go. Okay. There you go. Okay. Sorry about that. Happens. So. I re-rolled because, yes, ones and twos do get re-rolled in damage, and I had rolled exactly a one and a two. Okay. A six and a five. So that's 11 plus four. 11 plus four is 15. 15 was the exact number of hit points it had. So that is enough. For the back up there. (laughs) Nicely. For the win. There you go. (laughs) Good reminder, Olaroon. All right. Um... So with that, I think we're on to a new round. Yep. Yes, new round. And Cody, I think I uh, messed up your thing. Nah, you're fine. If you do, you want that card? Otherwise, I can take it from you. Yeah, you just take it from me. All right. Steal card. Stealing. Oh. Let Stealing. it go. Thank you. That's all right. Well, it's just gonna live up there. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Thank you for the notes. Go. Hopefully that helped with the music. Apologies, guys. We are continuing to work on lots of different things. Um. So over on the initiative track, we've got uh, Olorun on a queen. You're up, bud. Hey, there it is. Um, so this thing that just almost punched a hole into my teacher. Okay. Um, I'm going to attack it. Let's do it. Let's attack it. Cocked. Again, this is why I have too many dice in my tray. Uh, uh, that is a 24 to hit. Yes, definitely hits. Okay, so that does uh, 1d8. Uh, that is um, 11, 12, 13 points of damage. Um, and I am also going to throw a level 1 Divine Smite onto that. Okay, roll the Divine Smite. Um, so that's 3d8. Plus another... Plus another 11 points of, uh, radiant damage. 11 points of radiant damage. That is enough to, to drop... The second uh, undead, and so after that, I will just take over a defensive stance in front of Sarai. Okay, sounds good. 
after Olorun, Sirak. Gonna shoot another arrow. Okay, sounds good. Nat 20. Let's okay. Go. And I'm going to primeval uh, my planar warrior on top of that. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be a D8. So that's a three plus six or mm-hmm. nine plus four for 13 mm-hmm. plus four for um, that. So that'll be 17 and then a D6, another five on there. So that's going to be 22 damage. Nice. All fours. Okay. Yep. The the last uh, the last zombie, the last undead warrior is well bloodied at this point. Um, I make some damage up, but you guys are killing them anyway. So uh, that is it. Anything else uh, for you, Sirak? That's the last one, right? Uh, yeah, that's the last one. So yeah, then, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm good. I Great. go collect arrows. <laughs> We'll save that till the end. Um, there, there's, yeah, it's it's still up. So, treasure. Uh, uh, do you have a dex? Uh, I do not. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna say my warrior gets to go because I'm the GM and I said so. <laughs> um, yeah, it is going to uh, sort of lurch forward. The arrow sticking out of its neck, it's going to pull back that massive, weird javelin it has and just chuck it at, uh, at Ciroc. Um So it's going to miss with a 10 uh, as it goes hurling out over there. Uh, treasure, the one that is at your feet, uh, is going to... So the last amount of damage... still alive? Not... Not technically, but it looks like some sort of uh, magic undeath is oh. trying to help it knit itself back together. Undead um, fortitude. Yep. It does have an undead fortitude. And with the 15 damage, you dealt plus 5. DC is 20. It rolled a 19 plus 3 on the con. So, yes, it does. It reshakes itself uh back together and rises up from the ground and is going to make an attack uh, two attacks on treasure Uh, that is a 14 and an 11 both of those I'm sure are going to miss treasure but you watch as this undead monstrosity uh, does uh, just just sit back up undertaker style uh, Olorun, <laughs> you you see this, and um, you the mm, divine celestial radiant—that's the word—the radiant energy that you poured into your divine smite prevents this uh, undead creature from rising. So yours is staying down. That is it for my guys. Uh, we are over to treasure. Uh, uh. Okay, well, Olorun did something that made it stay down. I don't have that, per se. That is definitely out of my wheelhouse. But what I do have is Searing Smite, so I'm going to attempt that. 
Okay. And see if that works. Okay. Let's let's just go like uh uh bash it just back on the head like no stop. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Plus six. Wow, that was a pretty hard bash on the head. <laughs> What's total? Uh, four. I think. Seventeen plus six. I'm probably doing Seven, math wrong. Twenty-three. You're good. Yeah, definitely hits. Okay. And I know with searing smite, I get additional damage. So. Yes, you do. Is any of it radiant? I don't believe so. I believe it is all fire. Okay. Sounds good. So. So that's going to be eight regular damage. Mm hmm. And seven fire damage. Total of 15. And then plus my four strength. So 19. 19. Okay. So the total is 24. Uh, the and only way it can survive is with a net 20. So I'll just roll let that me now. see. Okay. Well, if it's still up, nope. uh, I think it's got a, it could potentially catch fire. It does catch fire. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely catches fire. It's, um, no, you, you watch it as, as the fire licks over its corpse, the, the dried ironwood beginning to catch. Um, you watch it try to hold itself up and then it just begins to break apart into, uh, rotting undead pieces. And you had not had the smell of undeath or, of putrescence before, but now that it's on fire uh, and and it's like the inside, it had rotted from the inside out. Um, so yeah, now now it's starting to smell pretty bad. Uh, after treasure, we have Suride. What? There's still one up. One that is about thirty feet away and has been. Hurling stuff at Sorak. Do we do we know anything about the um, whose manner this was? Did they get a name? Do we know? They did not. No, they they do not have. Um, Tavish did not. Give um, he uh, he either he's just a bit distracted with you know undeath and. Mental sure, damage. sure, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I'm going to ask the one that's up from behind Olorun. Um, mm-hmm. um, what is the name of your master who serves death? Um, make a persuasion check. Okay. You got it. Oh my god, they're so close. 25. (laughs) (laughs) Master Oral Wind. Oral Wind? Oral Wind. Like, yep, okay, thank you. Yeah, oral oral wind. Thank thank you. 
Is there anything else you would like to do, Saride? Yeah, I'll poke at the one. Oh wait, he's not fighting anything. He's hurling stuff at Sarak. Then no, I have nothing. I have nothing ranged. Okay. Oh, you don't have vicious mockery. They have to make wisdom. Oh, that's oh fuck shit. Wait, <laughs> I may have gotten rid of vicious mockery. That's the classic bard. Oh, I still have it. Okay. So yeah. fuck it. I'm not predictable. Ugh. Did you just call me basic? So <laughs> not I need so to. Many words. <laughs> <laughs> that was smart. So <laughs> I needed to make a wisdom save. Wisdom save. Oh no, I don't need the advanced one. Just give me that. Fails. Phenomenal. That is. Do I add anything? Nope, just it's four. Four damage. Okay, four points of psychic damage. And yes. it has disadvantage on its next attack. That's correct. Yeah. Remember that thing we were talking about earlier, Cole, about their spells work? <laughs> yep. okay. I'm I, so sorry. I believe that's it. New round. Um, pretty sure it's just you guys and then me. Yep. So, <laughs> up top, Queen, Sirak. Queen, I'm going to finish what I started and just hit the guy in front of me. Okay. That'll be uh, 13 plus 8 for a 21. Absolutely. All right. And I'm going to planar warrior it. So that's 1d8, 8 mm-hmm. damage. 7 damage for 15 plus 4, 19. And then D6 of 3 for 22. 22. Force damage. Uh, Force damage. Absolutely. We'll drop it to unconscious. Let's see if it makes the save. It does not. Yeah! Um, Yeah, the arrow pierces into it. You watch it hit the ground. And as it starts to lurch forward, it just ends up uh, sort of driving the arrow deeper into it, and that's it. It's gone. Um, You guys can now sort of smell the putrescence filling the the air, the undead bushes and and grass that has filled this land. Uh, What would you guys like to do? Do you want to look around the grounds at all, or do you want to... Say collect what? my collect my arrows. You collect half the arrows that you shot. Round it up. Cool. So I have two. Okay. And anything else you guys would like to do? Um, I'm going to kind of take a look at the undead and see kind of the possible like level of necromancy that we're working with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make me a investigation check first. That's the 19. Okay. Um, you can absolutely... So it's, it's pretty easy once you start to dig into there. The, the warriors that you guys have fought their intestines, their guts, all of those internal organs, when you when you start to cut into them, 
um, you find these pockets of sand. Um, coarse, dry, desert sand. Yellow, orange. It's odd, to say the least. Yeah, so I will look at it, and I will turn to my, um, yeah, turn to my companions to be like, this is very strange. Can I make, like, a look around the, like, if there's anything of interest in the area? Yeah, sure. You can make a perception check. Can. Ooh, 19 plus... Four for twenty-three. Um, what sort of stuff are you looking for, Sirak? Stuff of value or stuff? Not of uh, value. Stuff that would um, just stuff of interest. Stuff that, of interest. Yeah, okay. like a I, weird landmark or a building we maybe didn't like a quarters or something we didn't notice before. Okay, so there are no additional quarters or uh, places to say. It seems like the manor and most likely the the basement, the servant's entrance that Tavish described to you guys is the extent of the house. There are um, a couple of lawn features that do seem to be of interest. There's the walk from the gate up to the house, which has some shrubs around it and like a a paved paved path. And then there's lawn on, on both sides. And um, from the gate, looking at the house to the right, there is a fountain with like a um, can make sure we're muted. Okay, good. There we go. Um, So there is a fountain um, that looks out of place. It is not of the same architecture as the rest of this uh, house and the and the topiary around it. And on the left side, similarly placed in, in an equilateral style, there is a sundial um, that seems to be uh, set up there. And at on glance, Sirak, the unnatural fog, the what was described as like a dry ice fog, um, seems to be pouring out of the edges of that fountain. All right. Uh, and I relate that information to everybody. Okay. Can I... Uh, go ahead. Can I see if I remember the name Rolwyn? Yeah. Uh, make a history check. It's from something. I don't think I've... Great history. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. 17. 17. Um, so you don't remember them in a purely like historical fashion, but you are a bard and you have traded in in tales of extraplanar uh, elves for for many years. There is a, there is a ballad, um, one of those like epic ballads of the um, of the family Orlwyn who one of their their great mission, their family coat of arms, uh, 
has been to map the planes and uh, so they are um, known planar travelers that uh, whose, whose goal for the elven kingdoms and and um, for the, for their people their mission is to map the different planes of existence and it is um, their eternal hope that uh, existence is finite so that this, they can someday end their their pilgrimage so <laughs> okay um, do I know this song yeah okay um, she's it, it gonna is. start playing it very very quietly but okay nice you at least know a version of it absolutely <laughs> much, much like bar tales there there are probably a few different versions but um, but there but you know you know most of it. Okay. So, do I get the gist of this from the song from Sylvan? Yeah, they're they're like all great bard tales. It begins with a uh, thesis statement, and uh, then outlines what will happen in the following verses uh, before making a closing argument. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I'm gonna uh, look over to Saride and just be like, oh, um, uh, is that a, is that about the people here? Yes, I, I seem to remember their name uh, with this song at least. So hmm. I know that I know that they're evil and undead, and, and I know that we have to kill them. I'm not suggesting that we don't, but maybe we could try to slip past them a little bit. If we're, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to detect, uh, I'm going to cast uh, detect portal. Okay. Uh, within one mile, I can sense the distance and direction of the planar portal. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So there is um, there is no clear cut portal. There's definitely no portal here. I will, however, since you are a a planeswalker, you do know that the um, house itself uh, it could the grounds could open itself onto a portal. Um, there, it is not an active portal now. But it, it's very much the entirety of the house of the manor uh, travels itself. And you get the greater sense that when it travels, it brings um, part of the plane it's leaving behind with it uh, and creates what is known as a, as a middle land. Um, there are sometimes um, planeswalkers would know that when you are wandering in places that are not uh, well civilized or well settled, you can accidentally wander into what are known as these like middle lands, um, landmarks that can travel between planes. Um, you create like a demi portion of plane, so the, mm-hmm. they won't just fill in space that was empty before. They'll sort of expand the land, right? So, so like here's a plot of land, and then where my thumbs are, there's like a new 
house and it just sort of pushes away the other trees and creates more ground than had been there previously. So it's sort of like wandering into a demiplane, um, but there is nothing that is officially a portal here. Okay. Uh, uh, I uh, think that they can actually... I think this whole house might be able to move. Does that sound familiar to me from the tower? Uh, you, you would actually, yeah, you would, you would, yes, this is very similar uh, in magics and, and practices to um, to your Eldrin homes, um, to the city and the tower of, of Ice and Thorns, I believe is the one. Rose and Thorn. Rose and Thorn uh, that, you, that you originate from. So yeah, that is very similar to what um, your home tower would would also do. I I know this magic. Me yeah. too. So, uh, do we want to take a look at the uh, the fountain with the fog? Kind of what I wanted to look at is the fountain doesn't look like it belongs here at all. Yeah, Can I seems... take a closer look at that to kind of like gauge if it's maybe from where I'm from or mm-hmm. anywhere else? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else I ever roll for it to kind of gauge for that? Um, make me a history check on it. I'll take I'll take history or arcana because um, yeah, those are your options. Well, I got history. Don't got arcana. All right, here it is. Nat twenty. Actually, <laughs> I actually did not do this one. Aww. It was a, uh, a five. <laughs> a five. Um, Look, she can't have read every book. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh So, Treasure, you you look at it, you think about it. It's definitely not from your home. Um, and it's definitely not... You're from a cosmopolitan city that sees a lot of trade. Uh, it's it, The architecture of like is, is not of this plane. That's that's what I can give you. Yeah, it's you haven't seen anything like it. So it, that's it's impressive. <laughs> that, that is impressive given that is impressive given that you're from Jalen Ursai. So I'm, all right, do we figure out what's is it uh, whose whose mic uh, who's is? My, I don't know. It's Kez's mic. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at it it's happening with Kez's mic. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. No, you're okay. okay. It's I just we're just checking. That's if not I'm a gonna, problem. I'll mute myself while I'm not talking. See if I can. That. All right. Thank you. Um. So yeah, uh, Trisha, you go over there. You look at the. You look at the fountain. Uh, anybody else wanna? investigate something on the fountain or the sundial before heading into the house. To look at the sundial, is the time right on the sundial? <laughs> it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, there, so there's, you guys are in mid-afternoon. It is uh, not a real sunny day. It, it's definitely, it feels much more like winter. It's bleaker here around the house, but there is enough light to give you a pretty accurate reading. So you you do feel like you are still on the prime material plane. You are you are probably still in Lickdrock. You haven't accidentally wandered into a, a different world. Um, is there anything else um, about the sundial? Uh, 
Yeah, there is some. Make me a Arcana check. Ah, uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Um, you do feel like a minor enchantment is on there, and the times of day are not written in uh, hours of like prime material numbers. Um, so it, it doesn't have like a clock face on it. Um, what it does is mark what is um, dawn, early morning, mid morning, late morning, midday, early afternoon, mid afternoon, late afternoon. And, it, and so it breaks the days into those sort of quadrants and it's represented by, um, by sun symbols. And there's a minor enchantment on there that you kind of piece together um, that it is designed to give an accurate time uh, regardless of what plane it is on. Uh, so in, in planes where time ceases to exist or where it warps, um, it, it can, it, not on a plane where it ceases to exist, but on a plane where time either moves like faster or slower or uh, like in the Feywild where most places are sort of locked into a uh, time of day, um, it can still track uh, hours or an approximation of them. Um, the symbolism uh, around the, the dial and on the base and up into the, the point is all very tree-like. Um, very sort of Yggdrasil, very world tree-esque in its um, stylings and designs. And you can actually see there are points on it where it looks like um, they have mapped a different type of cosmology instead of it all being on the wheel uh, that we all recognize from D&D. It's in a tree, and so at different planes are at different um, trunks and roots and branches and, and things like that. The traditional Norse version of Yeah, a, a, a similar, a, let's call it an elvenized version of that. So I will look at it, I will make a note of it, and mm -hmm. uh, make sure to uh, tell all that stuff to my illustrious uh, companions. Mm -hmm. And also try to get paid extra for this. Uh, awesome find for the nice know, the college because that's dope okay anything else you guys would like to do uh, uh, is there anything we see about that uh, that fountain upon closer inspection the fountain is um Tarak, if you would like to make a history or a um or a History, no, Arcana check. Um, you can. Uh, Treasure's already taken a look at the fountain. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's see how Arcana goes. <laughs> uh, that'll be an eight. Um, make me a nature check. Five. Okay. Oh. It's a fountain. It looks weird. It, it's it's not like a fountain you've ever seen. Um, it's 
kind of flowery. It's got a bunch of little figures carved into it. You don't really notice much of it. So this this fountain also didn't trigger my divine sense at all? Um, it is no. Okay. So it, it is not uh, desecrated. Um, although... Because you you detect desecration with your divine sense, right? Uh, anything affected by the hallow spell, so essentially, yeah. Um, so, te- so technically, not affected by the spell. There is some bad juju uh, you feel off of the the mist, off of that uh, rolling fog, um, and the fountain does have water in it. But it seems like once it kind of hits the air, or hits a certain level, it becomes this uh, mist, this sort of dry ice. Um, Alright. Pouring out of it. Then I am going to uh let's see. Can I take like is there are there like any rocks or anything like sure. yeah. around? I'll yeah. take one of those and just kinda like toss into the the um the fountain. Okay. Uh he yeah, you toss the rock in there. Um it, you lose sight of it just um it's it pushes out the fog, and then uh, it splashes into the water. You see the water ripple a little bit. The fog just sort of rolls back in and obscures it from your view. Okay. Uh, To be clear, there is a central, um, like, flower portion where the water is pouring out of into the main basin. And it seems the water pours out, and when it hits the main basin, that's when it starts to become the uh, fog. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just... I forgot how to describe a fountain for a minute, so... (laughs) Treasure, your doodle is um, obscene and inappropriate. Well done. Uh, Anything else out here, guys? Um, I think I'm going to try and take the lead head in um, and at the door use divine sense one good time okay so before you go into the door you make your way over there i'm assuming that the uh the rest of the group gathers around you as you are heading that way yes uh yes yes okay i got three yeses i'm gonna i'm gonna believe treasure that she's sticking with the party because she said that um, I am definitely sticking with them. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to try to refresh the video. See if I get um, treasure back. Negative. All right. We're going to press ahead. Um, if we can get treasure's video back, we will. So at the door, you use your divine sense. Um, inside, you detect I'm gonna say like 14 um, undead. Just on the other side? Not on the other side. Within 60 feet. Okay. Uh, I'm, that's like the whole house. I'm extending the range of your ability okay. specifically f- so that I can just 
just kind of give you what I what I got. Okay. Um, then I will I will let them know. Like there's a there are a decent amount of undead around this place. That's just a heaping portion of undead. Um, a nice Gotcha, treasure. So, um, none of them seem to be immediately on the other side of the door. So, opening the door and going into the foyer, Olaroon seems to be safe. The strongest presence of undeath seems to be coming from upstairs. Um, the other presences that are milling about seem weaker, weaker than even the, the guards that you guys had just um, dealt with. Okay. Uh, is the door locked? You can make an investigation check. Uh, dirty 20? Yeah, as a matter of fact, the door is locked. Not trapped, but it has another one of those complex ironwood locks uh, that gave you some trouble uh, previously. Uh... Uh, do we want, uh, do you want me to try to see if I can open this one? I would suggest so, only because, I mean, there could be people in here, and if I break and enter like I did last time, we might get a lot of unwanted attention. Are we trying uh, to sneak, then? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I will turn to them and I will like I also have an idea that might work I don't know um, and I will use disguise self to make me look like an undead shambling creature okay sounds good um, and just be like it'll never work you smell better <laughs> Oh, well, um, thanks. But, uh, yeah, this is just another option, just in case. I will try to pick the lock. Okay. And this while, time I'll do it right. While he's doing that, um, Sarad's gonna run back to one of the corpses and grab, like, a body part and okay. run back up to Olaroon and start rubbing him with it. Okay. <laughs> Make a disguise check for me. You can just roll a d20 if you are not proficient. I don't we'll... think I am yet. That's fine. I like the um, I like the idea. You're being clever, so it's fifteen on the for the uh, for the sleight of hand. Fifteen on the thieves tools check is not enough. It is mm-hmm. a, a similar lock um, yeah. to a twenty. You can attempt one more time. Um, and, and break your picks to force it through, or you can bust the door down. I think it's... I think we should try it this time. I, I'm going to risk my tools on it this time. Okay. Go for it. I'll give you inspiration. Okay. So it's... Inspiration. Okay. D6 of inspiration? Uh, yes, I believe so. All okay. right. There we go. Ooh, I don't think I'm going to need it for this one. Well, fucking figures. 
<laughs> it's uh, 17 plus 6, so that'll be uh, 22. And that was with disadvantage? Oh, that's right. Uh, inspiration, sorry. Uh, the other one was... So it's going to be lower, so that's 13 plus 6 for 19. So I will use the D6 of inspiration, which will bring it from 4 to bring it up to 23. Okay. You get your lockpick, lockpicks in there. You realize that the, the lock is just too deep. These modern picks aren't designed for these crazy ironwood locks. You, you start twisting in there, and you, you're feeling the thin metal bend in your pick, and you... Sirak, you you take a breath. You know, all right, I'm just going to have to break them. And then you feel Sirak's hand on your shoulder, um, giving you just just that little bit more of confidence. And (laughs) it slips just perfectly into place, and you unlock the door. Sirak, when you need to get Elvin deep. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what you come for, folks. This is it. This is this is the whole show. Uh, we're we're definitely about to get on Camster now. <laughs> All right. Um, um, so, so sorry. Um, at, as the after Sarai placed her hand on Sarak's shoulder, uh, he's gonna get as he gets the lock open. He's gonna look back at her and he's gonna be like, "I I have something for you." And he's gonna reach in real quick and just hold out a feather that had fallen off. Thank you. She'll take it and put it in her bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, the disguise chick was a seven, by the way. I, he's too pretty <laughs> to smell that bad. <laughs> I can't. I am ashamed. <laughs> so, you guys push the door open. Um, it opens with a eerie creak. That seems to drag out into the length of the door, swinging wide. The door itself is um, has a frosted glass uh, worked into the um, twisting iron wood uh, that is there. As you open up the door, you see that there is a set of doors. There's a door to your right, um, and then... There is a staircase uh, to your left, sort of grand sweeping staircase that leads upstairs. Um, and there are some hallways immediately in front of you um, that go deeper into into the home. Um, what would you like to do? Um, um, well, I have a question. What do we want to do? Tonight, are we trying to find boss, or are we just... So the other team is going to be going down into the well. You guys know that there are a bunch of undead up here, so you're trying to clear them out. You're trying to see what has changed since Tavish had uh, come here previously. So uh, there seems to be stronger undead presences upstairs, but... um, Ultimately, what you accomplish tonight is up to you. And the boss is at... Boss. Um, uh, what is his name? Oral Wind is in the house or in the water? You anticipate him to be in the water. Okay. Um, so, 
what do we see when we go, like, so through the door, there's nothing of, not necessarily, there's nothing moving when we go through the door? No, nothing immediately on, on, around the door. Um, yeah. Your, your divine sense put things further in or upstairs? That uh, door that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. The one to the right. Yeah, can I kind of shimmy shimmy on up to it and see if I can hear anything on the other side of it? Yeah, make a perception check. Or actually, go ahead. I'll go ahead and tell you with your passive perception, there's nothing on the other side of that door. It sounds very quiet over there. Can I open it? Yeah, the door, the door is unlocked. What do I see? So the inside this room is a large dining room. Um, it is the drapes are pulled. It is very dark in here. It looks like none of the lights have been turned on. Do you have dark vision? I do not. Okay, so you see mostly darkness. Can I can I at least tell it's a dining room? Yeah, there's a little bit of light coming in from that foyer that you guys are in. Um, so you, when you open the door, you can see the outline of chairs and, um, and the handles. Actually, go ahead and make me that, um, that perception check. Okay. Uh, should I, does it need to be a disadvantage because of the weather? Uh, I'm making the light. I'm making it a hearing check. So you are okay. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, not good. Uh, six. Um, yeah, everything, nothing, nothing in particular. All right, I'll close the door, turn back. Ooh, uh, empty dining room over here. Can I, can I go ahead and take a peek in real quick? Yeah, go for it. Make a, a perception check for me, Olaroon. Uh, that is a 16. Okay. On a 16, you open up the door, you confirm it is a nice dining room. Um, and just as you're about to close the door, something down around the feet of the chairs, um, around their curved legs, make you <laughs> you see something sort of skitter past. Um, you only catch the movement. You're not sure. It was small. Um cat rodent sized maybe but you're not sure what it was I will uh, draw my sword and cast light on it okay you cast light on your sword yeah Yeah, the brightness fills the room Um, this place looks unused definitely hasn't hasn't been touched in a while Um, but the first thing you do sort of notice is that on the ground um, looks like there's a little there's not a lot of dust in the rest of the room, but there's something on the ground. Something that's kind of piled in in different places, like little little trails of it. And you think it might be sand of some kind. There's sand around. Oh no, I don't like the way this is going. Um, <laughs> so is there? Um, I wasn't able to see the thing that was moving. Uh, well, well it ran under the table. So you, you're going to have to, like, get in and duck down and, and like, look under the, the big dining table if you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take the sword and, like, move it underneath so I can get a good look. 
Okay. Having seen him begin to further investigate, I'm going to just kind of still be at the door. Okay. Um, so yeah, you, you come in and you bend down, you, you hold your light, uh, your blade casting light, like a giant glow stick, um, beneath there, the shadows spread out beneath the legs of the table. Sirak, um, you come up behind him sort of watching and you kind of bend down and you're, you're both looking around. Um, I would like you all to flip for initiative. Oh, man. Oh, I get to redraw. <laughs> Ten. Other runes on a five, treasure on a four. So ride. You know what time it is. You know I can't roll for initiative verse. Or I know. <laughs> um, so here, here is what happens. As they are looking down, treasure and to ride, you guys are still in the foyer. There is like a little dresser there. Looks like there's some vases that they probably put flowers in. No flowers in them now. Um, and you watch the you watch the boys go over into the room and and the door is kind of left open, and you see the light in the room kind of ducked down. Um, Olarun, you don't see it. Uh, neither do you, Sirak. Uh, but the first thing that happens is something um, from beneath the table on one of those on one of those chairs uh, sort of leaps out and. Uh, what is your armor class, Olaron? 18. 18. So, uh, 15 plus 3 is 18. It barely hits. It is going to uh, deal 5 points of um, bludgeoning damage. As you just feel something, like, hammer you in the back of your head. And you sort of jerk to go to look at it. And you, all you... the the um, the two of you. What you hear is that weird sort of knocking kind of noise. You guys are surprised uh, for this first round of combat. Um, I'd like you all to flip a second card. Uh, one question, also that yep. five points of temporary HP, that's gone now, right? That was gone. I, yes. Well, the ma- the mantle of inspiration, I don't know. Yeah, do you know how long that lasts for, Meg? Ten minutes. Oh. So it's still there. Okay. Heroism's gone, but mantle's still up. Nice. For y'all. So anybody, uh, Saride on a king, you hear um, Saride, you are up, you can act, you hear the Olorun sort of give a ow, oh, hey um, <laughs> from the other from the other room uh, what would you like exactly to do? What he would sound like. Yeah, that's that's far too much emotion um, I'm going to 
treasure. We gotta go. And I'll go over to the door. Okay. Make a perception check. Okay. Um, I'm 24. 24. Yeah. Okay. So as you come in the room. My baby. Um, <laughs> so Olorun had pulled, you know, has kind of pushed aside some of the dining chairs so that he's down looking beneath the table for whatever is skittering away. And you see a cousin it hand. I knew uh, running running across the chairs. Uh oh, that had like turned away from him and is now running running back at him. Undead head! Undead head! Undead head! <laughs> um, I think that's all I can. Do. Wait, um, is it coming towards him? It's yeah, it's going towards him. You still have an action. You. I would like to. Tr- I'll say I you get- probably took your bonus action, so you can take an action. Can I get to the hand? Maybe with an athletics check. Roll an athletics check. DC of 13 to get to the hand. Okay. No! Oh, ten! You start to go, and, and, and you're, you're not going to quite make it. You're going to be about five feet away. Um, what would I you like to do? Try throwing dagger? Yeah. Yeah, you can try throwing dagger. Make a... Um, D20 plus your proficiency plus your dexterity, which is zero. So, Thank you for reminding me, Cody. <laughs> that was me remembering. Oh, okay, sure. That's uh, a 10. So that's just great. <laughs> undead hand! Undead hand! Trip! Dagger! <laughs> you, you, you come running over, you pull the dagger, you you chuck it, it, um, it pings off the table, but you watch the hand sort of and like jerk to the side. Um, okay, up next on a queen is. Did I just see the one? Yeah, just the one. Is the undead hand? It is going to uh, finger run over to Olorun and jump on the back of his head ah. and uh, and try to hit him again. Uh, that is a thirteen to hit. Yeah, that misses. So I just like backhanded out of the air. Okay. Um, after the the crawling hand, Sirak, uh, you can now see the hand. All right. Um, I'm going to see the hand, and I'm not going to like the hand, and mm-hmm. I'm going to try to pin the hand to the table with an arrow. Okay. Or more importantly, just try to hit it with an arrow. Okay. That, ooh, that's nice. That's 18. That hits. Yeah, 18 plus 8 for 26. Okay. Um, I'm going, am I within 30 feet? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, then I'm going to planar warrior it. Okay. So that's 4 plus 4 for 8, mm-hmm. plus 6 for 13, uh, 14. Okay. 14 damage. The, yeah, the, the hand goes flying across the room. It's stuck to the wall on the other side. It goes limp immediately. It, the hand only has two hit points. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> it's, it's nothing. Yeah. 
I'm going to walk up to the arrow and then just pull it out and requiver it. Okay. Um, oh. I'm just well, saw Tristan, what I miss? I heard something about undead hand and Orlerun went out. <laughs> you can see the hand pinned to the wall. Oh. Okay, that was more literal than I thought. <laughs> it's gross. I mean, yes, but did you smell the outside? At this point, I'm kind of signed up for whatever this is. Um, is there anything else in the door, in the in the room? So there is another door that leads to uh, something beyond the way. There are tables, there are chairs, there's a fireplace on the far side of um, of the room. There also looks like there's some sort of, um, like, dumbwaiter, uh, sort of pulley system, um, probably for delivering meals or whatever into the room. Um... Other than that, there is some. There's a portrait of a young elven boy uh, up along the wall. Um, that's about it. Okay, then I'm going to cancel light on my sword. Okay. Um, and which direction did I find the the undead? Did I sense the the undead? So deeper into the house, you think not through this door, although you can check it if you want. You think those hallways um, from the foyer or upstairs. Those are your best bets for getting to undead. And the strongest presence of undead was upstairs. Okay, I will turn to my um, I'll turn to my companions and I will say um, one of the things I've learned is to ensure that everything is wiped out on one floor before you head up to the next. Mm -hmm. Question: The picture of the elf boy. Mm -hmm. Does he look like an elf, or does he look like? The um, he looks. He looks more like a traditional high elf uh, than than the soldiers that you have fought. Uh, he does still have the sort of the the horns and the prominent brow, but his body proportions are much more traditional elf rather than the more animalistic um, elf warrior that you guys previously ran into. Okay. So which way are you guys headed? Do we want to check what's ever on the other side of the door here? Uh, yeah, I would think that would probably be the best idea for now. Can't track spooky things, so I'm just going to trust the people who can. That, that's, you, that's a really good point. Can I, like, see if I can see any tracks or anything? Like, yeah, make a survival check. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good at those. I, I got that. Uh, 16. Okay. Um, yeah, you you can kind of pick up what the the movements of the of this undead hand was. Um, does look like it came from from further into that um, that part of the house. 
And you notice that the next door that leads deeper in, the door that you guys are talking about checking, is more of like a swinging dining door. Um, the, very much for servants to come in and out of with trays uh, without having to open uh, handles or locks or anything like that. Um, so you suspect this is one of the few doors that that thing could have crawled through because it didn't have to open a door. Um, Can I, like, sneaky sneak my way in and see what it looks like on the other side? You can, except it's black in here again because the sword <laughs> is no longer glowing. So you can you can start to and, and bump into stuff if you would like, or you guys can create a light source. Sirak, would you like me to take a look? Oh, uh... Yeah, if, you, if you'd like. I just didn't want you to step into unknown places right away. This is very... F- Actually, this reminds me of home. Where, really? I mean, it's a lot classier, and there's far less undead. But, um, yeah. Here or at home? Home. Oh, oh, wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so what? what is that? Uh, perception check, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. I would like. 25. So you get uh, to the door. You can hear um, what you think is the skittering of another hand. Um, not immediately on the other side, but you can hear the little thump-thump noises of it um, making its way over there. Uh, but it sounds a bit distant. Um, you don't think it's like, if you open the door, you don't suspect it's going to jump and attack you. Um, would you like to open the door? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You swing the door open slowly. This is one of the few doors in the house that doesn't, that don't creak. Um, just sort of based on the style of its hinge and stuff like that. It gives a, a slight whine, but not that low groaning, like, ominous creak uh, that that it has um, in here this is uh, sort of a prep room you can tell there are like um, trays sort of rolling carts things like that for serving food on there's also a staircase um, a large stairwell that leads down into the basement um, where you can hear um, some banging and and um, and smashing of things of your allies down down below. Um, Do I hear screams or anything? No, sounds like they have it well in hand. They're fine. Um, uh, there <laughs> is there is another door um, on the other side of the of the staircase. So so it uh, goes us door. There's a this the staircase is in the middle, and then door on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so. I'll yeah. stick my head back out and say, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that one's tough to kind of describe. But yeah. So there's a staircase that goes down there, and then there's another door that leads deeper into the house. You can clearly see this is like where the servants um, come up from. And so you, you can tell that the other door probably leads where one of that one of those hallways uh, would have led down there, um, so you could go this way and get to the same same parts of the house. 
Let's go this way. Okay. You guys travel into um, this stairwell room, and you get to the far side. Uh, would you... This door seems more like a traditional door, not like a uh, servant food door, for lack of a better term. Um, would anybody like to check the door, or do you trust the door? <laughs> Never trust I trust the door. nothing in this house. Yep. Fair. Okay, um, who's investigating the door? I'll invest. Oh, Sarai. <laughs> All right, go for it, Sarai. Sorry, I'm chilling. <laughs> How dare you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Bite your lip. Oh. Seven. Um, you check the door. It, it doesn't seem to be trapped. It doesn't seem to be locked. Um, the locks are primarily for exterior places from which In you can my ex. I mean, expert's opinion. This door is completely fine. There you go. Who's first through the door? I will, because I'm, I think I'm the only one that can see. No. Does Treasure and Olorun, do you guys have dark vision? I do have dark vision, yes. Okay. Well then, bitch, you get your Amardos up here! <laughs> I am well, for real. Uh, no, I will not be going first. And I'll go first to the treasure fixing her horns and open the door. All right. A very primped and, and now uh, ready treasure is um, is going to open the door. Um, you open the door into a study and immediately upon looking in the door, you can see that there are two uh, elven zombified servants that are um, seem to be rearranging and gathering uh, books and scrolls of different types here, um, and they turn and see you and are immediately uh, rushing towards you. I'd like all of you to flip for initiative. If I have a chance, I'm going to close the door and then tell them first. <laughs> <laughs> I will let those elves run into the door. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Uh, an eight. I do not have a chance. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Olorun, on a king, you are up first. Okay. So the one, uh, the ugliest one. Ugliest <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, There's clearly I an uglier one. Yeah, <laughs> I am going to uh, swing at him. Okay. Ooh, so close to a nat 20. Uh, that is a uh, soft 20 to hit. Absolutely. These guys, unlike the soldiers that you guys had fought in the previous yard, um, these guys are just servants, so they're only wearing basic clothes. They do seem to attack with, like, a fervor. A, a sort of rage that encompasses them, um, but their armor class is only eight. So go ahead and roll damage. All right. That is a uh, 13. 13 points of damage. Nice. Um, with your sword, 13 points of slashing damage is going to cleave off a um, an arm. 
Uh, one of the one of the arms just goes flinging off of it, and when it hits the ground, it very much like the like the hand sort of rolls itself over and keeps trying to claw oh, its God. way at you. I don't like um, any of that. Anything else, Olarun? Um, that will do it. Uh, how long is it? Hold on. Um, so how long has it been since I? It, Shield of the Faith is probably gone by now, right? It's been. What's the duration? Ten, ten minutes? Minute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're we're probably at ten minutes past that first okay. battle. You guys spent a little time with the with the sundial and with the um, fountain. No worries. Uh, so. Then I am just going to stand in front of Sarak and Sarai. Okay. Um. That was a King 10, Saride. Fish's Mockery. Fish's Mockery. Wisdom save? Uh, Wisdom save, yes. What sort of mocking would you like to do? Um, Well, they're servants, so I really don't need to do much. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talk talk about how, how sloppy dinner was, how badly set the table is. Okay. Um, yeah, you they fail. Go ahead and roll your damage. Oh, that's mean. Just one. Okay. They do have disadvantage on their next attack roll. Yes. So that and is... I think, wait, I think I can do this again. Um, is yeah. that Fish's Mockery? Is that for one of them or both of them? One. Okay. Yeah, it's just one creature. Mm-hmm. I'm checking. A creature. Yep. Um, I'm fine. That's it. Okay. Uh, Sirak on an eight. Um, am I able to see them over Olarun and Treasure in the doorway? Uh, yeah. You can. You can look past Treasure. Olarun ran into the room. They hadn't had a chance to close the distance yet, so he is, like, in the study. Um, Treasure's on the other side of the door. You can see past them. Absolutely. In that case, um, the one that Olarun has already (laughs) slashed at, I'm going to fire an arrow at with um, Planar Warrior. Okay. That'll be a 16 plus 8. Yeah, easy. Definitely. <coughs> so that's seven plus four for uh, 13. No, um, seven plus four is not 13. It's 11. 11. Plus five will bring it to 16. 16 um, and that's all force damage. Okay. All force damage. Yeah, the arrow goes pounding into it. You hit it square center mass and like a large chunk of torso and viscera. Uh, sprays out the back. It's it's barely holding on at this point. Um, anything else, Rock? I will kind of like back myself up against the uh, the wall on the outside. Sure. Tactical shooter back to the wall. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, zombies. So they are gonna encircle uh, Olarun. The first attack is going to be at disadvantage. That is the claw uh, of the one-armed <laughs> zombie. 
our master. Natural two misses, and then it is going to attempt to bite Olarune. A seventeen plus three is a twenty. That should hit. Yep. Um, which is one d four. So three points of damage as it okay. bites you. And then the arm that is on the ground is going to uh, make an attack at disadvantage as it flops towards you. Uh, 12 is going to miss you as well. And then the other servant, the one that has remained undamaged, is going to come over and repeat all those attacks, but not at disadvantage because it still has all its limbs intact. So <laughs> a 21, a 22, and a natural 20. Uh, it's a hit. So, claw, claw, bite. Um, so, well, that guys, is... It was, it was fun playing with you. So, <laughs> that is... Seven points of damage for the claws. And... Nine points of damage for the bite. Is any of that damage necrotic? Nope. Dang it. I'm sorry, no. I am... Right at half. Okay. That is it for the zombies. Treasure, you're up. She's gonna look back at Sorak. She's like, you got it from here? You okay? I'm good. And she's going to turn and bomb rush the zombies that are attacking Olorun. At least whichever one of the two just happens to be in her line of path. Okay, you, you got your pick of them. One of them is near dead, um, and the other one you can attack if you want. Um, but I think you get a cleaving action if you kill one with the Great Weapon Master, don't you? Bonus attack. I don't know if I'm that. That's the feat. That's, I think, the feat. I do not have that feat yet. Okay. Oh, I that, I, that's the Great Weapon Master feat, not the two-weapon fighting style. I apologize. Exactly. All right. Well, you do what you would like to do, Treasure. She's just going to put her whole body weight into this attack on preferably, I guess, the one that's looking a little better. Sure. Yeah. There's one that's just... clearly healthier than the other. <laughs> uh, she's just going to slam into that thing as hard as she can with all her body weight and the sword. Okay. Sounds Nat good. 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Roll your uh, roll your damage. And we're doubling. Would I roll or doubling dice? It is your choice. You make it ahead of time. What would you like to do? So I've only got two dice right now because I left my dice at your place. I'll just double the dice. Okay. It was nice because it was an eleven. An eleven, double so to twenty-two. Plus your strength. And plus my strength. So that's going to be four. So 26 points of damage. 26 points of damage. Yeah, you come um, you come rolling up. Now this one looks as bad as his buddy. You, you cleave it in such a way that, like, the shoulder, part of the rib cage, the whole arm, like, you just carve a huge chunk of its body out onto the ground. And then the arm rolls over and begins sort of crawling. Uh, towards you, dragging its its large mass with it. All right, uh, Olorun? Yeah. I will be. We're fine. You got this. I believe in you. 
Okay. <laughs> and she's just going to back to back with him to make sure he doesn't get hit again. Nice. Uh, I believe that's it for this round. New round. Okay. Sirak on the ace. Your turn, hmm. buddy. Should I do something fun or do something stupid? Well, that's up to you. They both look really terrible, so... All right, so I'm going to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop my uh, bow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull out the short swords. Okay. And I'm going to run in in between them, and I'm going to do one attack on one, one attack on... Okay. Nice. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it rolls a one and a two. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I got nat 20 from the first hit. Okay. And uh, seven plus six for my second hit. Both hit. Both hit. So it's 1d6 plus four. For the first so that's one. that's seven damage for the first one. Seven damage is enough to drop the first of the servant zombies. What's the second one? Second one is five plus four. No, you don't have the two weapon fighting style, do you? Yeah, I, I have, I have two. Yeah, I have two weapon fighting. Oh, you do. Okay, ranger. So, wait, or do you have archery? When you pick I, your fighting style at like level two, I picked, I picked archery, but it's it says bonus action, actions in combat, two weapon fighting. Yes, so you can take the action. Bonus action, you do attack. You do not add your dexterity to the second attack, however. To do that, you need to have the two-weapon fighting style. My bad, then it was just a five. Well, the five is one point too many. You got It only had four hit points. <laughs> but just wanted to be clear on that rule there. So, no, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's showtime. You come rushing in there. You, uh, as... Ulrun has de-armed one, Treasure de-arms the other. Uh, the zombies just lay their their mass and torsos up against Olarun. Uh Sirak comes rushing in on uh, little parakeet wings and, uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and stabs both of them quite stylishly in the back. Their bodies fall down limp, and as soon as uh, their bodies do, so do the arms uh, cease to move and, and kind of slump into a um, into a, a inert dead state. <clears throat> we got him! Okay. So Ride is immediately giving old and casting Cure Wounds. Okay, so Sarai's casting Cure Wounds on... At second level. On second level. Okay, sounds good. My baby! (laughs) And I can't roll for shit, so you know. So, uh, 12? 8 plus 4? 8 plus 4, yeah, 12. Uh, 8 plus 4, okay. That's all I got. Yeah. Hey, look, that's, uh, great. Because it's more health than I had before. I'm at 31 now. Nice and done. That's still more than I have baseline. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, um, so you guys are in this study. There's a door uh, further in on the other side. There's a door that you can, looking at the architecture, very well presumed leads into a um, hallway uh, that, that probably leads back to the foyer. Um, what would you guys like to do? Is there anything of interest in the study? So the study... Uh, clearly has already been picked over once. Um, it looks like Tavish and his team, when they came through, had gone through and um, there's dust lines and you can tell that there's stuff missing. Different books, um, things have kind of been reorganized. And it looks like what these zombies were doing were trying to consolidate books and like put things back. Like They were trying to fix things up in a weird way. Um like people after their house has been um, robbed or gone through trying to reorganize and redesign it essentially. So not much of, of interest. Um, some history books, a lot of planar travel sort of things. Um, some scraps, some notes. Uh, the one thing I will say that it does look like this is a study in in more than just name, it looks like it has also been used as like an education center um, for for teaching. Um, you see some stands for music uh, instrument, musical instruments. You see what are there's like a nice writing desk there. So um, yeah, that's what you get. Okay, awesome. Um, any of the thing, any of the uh, like papers or treatises, I guess would be a fun word for it. Anything on uh, planar uh, travel that I could uh, just kind of shove away for laterly use. Make an investigation check to see if it, to see if you find something of use. <laughs> Can I just ask someone else if they found <laughs> something? In that? Um, oh, okay, all right. I'll, I'll fine. I'll roll. I, I won't ask the gods why they make me roll. Investigation. That'll be a dirty twenty. Okay. Yeah, you do. You do find a book that outlines um, the basic techniques of their planar travel, which is inherently a little different than what you're used to. You're used to portals and plane shifting um, via spells and things like that. They seem to have uh, almost a more very akin to elves of more like naturalistic, holistic kind of way of, mm -hmm. of moving about. So, um, so yeah, you, you do find that and it is, it is interesting. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. So would you guys like to move into the adjacent room or you want to go back to the foyer and travel upstairs? Well, Olorun already expressed that he wanted to clear things out down here. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I haven't got any kind of ability that lets me sense anything in the area. So, like I said before, I'll follow you guys. Just point me in a direction and, well, I'll do what I did to that thing. Um, can... Can I... Uh, the door on the other side, is it locked? No. Can I just peek my head in? Yeah. And look around. Make a stealth check. 
<laughs> Make a dexterity save. Okay. <laughs> because you described yourself as peeking, I'm going to assume you're attempting to not uh, draw attention as you... Yes, do. yes. A 16? A 16. Um, give me a moment. Yeah. Guys are kind of liking me tonight. That is good. Um, so yeah, you do, you do look in there. This room is a larger room, takes up almost the entire like wing of that, of that floor. And it does seem to have some doors that lead outside. Um, it's, there's a lot of light in this room. It is a, um, it looks like a training room. There are of like martial arts. So there are training dummies for um, for swordsmanship. There are targets set up for archery um, that are that are down here. And there are a couple of um, there is one of the soldiers that is similar to the guards that you had fought outside. And one of the servant zombies that is that are in here, and they are sort of arranging the swords, the weapons uh, up on the racks. They're they're moving some stuff about, um, but they do not seem to to notice you. I'm going to um, reach into my bag and start coiling and message to everybody. Okay. There's there's a guard and there's a servant. They don't see me yet. Okay. So I don't have to try to whisper. Okay. Yeah. You you message the information to the rest of the team. Um, what would you guys like to do? Kill. Well, I mean, we got to clear this place out. Yeah. Eventually. So. Um, um, this is still the lower level? Yeah. yeah. This this seems to be the last room on the lower level. Actually, there might be one more small room at the far end of this, but this seems to be the last bit of the lower level. If we go quietly, we may be able to get them at surprise. Okay. Uh, I will also say, after we clear this room, we might be able to take like a short rest or something like that. How far away from me are they? Are the are the dudes? Uh, twenty feet. Give me one second, please. Sorry, I didn't yeah. have the page up. There's a form. Um, stop it. I can. So, um, I, if we want, um, Treasure, I can send you in there right now. She basically takes her sword, just like. Then I'm going to, uh, face step, touch her. Okay. So she teleports, not me. Okay. I would like all of you to flip for initiative. Okay. 
to Norman. Okay, um, so you guys are, this is, you're surprised, they are surprised. So they have the surprised condition, they cannot act or, they can take reactions after their turn. So, um, Treasure, you get, uh, you're going to go first, and then, um, but they won't get an action this turn. So, Treasure, you, uh, unknowing what Sarai is planning on doing, she reaches out, she touches you, and there is a, a burst of fey energy, and you emerge within this elven training room uh, next to, uh, I'm going to say that they were probably about 10 feet apart. So you want to put her next to the soldier or next to the servant? Soldier. Soldier. So you arrive next to one of those soldier guards that was um, like the ones you fought in the uh, front yard. What would you like to do? The minute I pop out of that and see exactly what I've been popped next to, I'm just going to slam it into a wall and just like hard slash at it. Okay. Yeah. Make your attack roll. going to be a 16. 16 does hit. This guy uh, is not wearing the helmet that the ones outside was, so his armor class is one lower. So... Yay! <laughs> set bonuses are important, kids. It's true. You gotta wear the whole set. I know you <laughs> want to hide the helmet and everything like that. You spend all that time in your character creator, but set bonuses are important. Roll your damage. damage. All right, eleven points of damage on the uh, on the soldier soldier man. Uh, nice. Anything else, bonus action wise? Uh, you know what? I'm on a second wind while I'm at it. Cool. And that's second wind. wind. Uh, not second wind. Uh, action surge. Uh, action surge. Excuse me. Okay, you get one more attack, I believe. One. Yeah, do it. Yes. Twenty. Not twenty. All right. Woo woo. Double dice. Because I don't roll two, so we don't do that in Treasure's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be eight times two, 16, 16 plus four, so it's 20 damage. 20 points of damage. All right. This guy is uh, barely holding on. As you come <laughs> popping out, you attack him with uh, with the natural 20 on the second swing. Uh, it, large, just his body's holding together. He's, he doesn't fall apart like the other ones do, but you can tell immediately that the death is nearing closer for him. Um, I think that's it for treasure. Yep. Um, the zombies are on a king. They are no longer surprised, so they do get to take reactions now. But we are moving on to Saride. Vicious mockery at the servant. Okay, you are by the door, so you open the door, you go into the room? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Vicious mockery on the servant. He's going to make the wisdom saving throw. He is not going to make the wisdom saving throw. Excellent, three damage. Three points of damage on him and disadvantage on his next attack. Nicely done. After and I'm going to bonus action healing word myself because I'm still not great. Okay. Bonus action healing word. D4 you. plus your charisma mod. You got We're that. We're doing it at second level. Okay. Second you, level. You fucked me up, dude. Sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> he doesn't seem sorry. 
after Saride, we are up to Sirak. Uh Sirak will uh, kind of barge in, kind of chicken walk his way into the room. Okay. And uh, how far away are they? So I'm going to say you're you're probably at least 15 feet from the door, and beyond the door, they are uh, like 20 feet is what we oh. had said. So Good. you you have to fly to get there, I believe. No, I have 25 feet of movement. Right, 15 plus 20 is 35. Yeah, I'm so not... You're... No, I'm sorry. I'm not going all the way up to... Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just... I just wanted... Yeah, I just wanted to get in facing-wise. I'm going to... Got it. Uh, shoot bow and arrow at them. At the... Uh, at the... At the guard. At the guard. Okay. That'll be a 14 plus 8. He does, yeah, that hits. 16 right. plus. So 14 plus 8, so that'll hit. So I'm going to Planar Warrior as well. Mm-hmm. So that's 8 plus 1, 9 damage, force damage. 9 points of force damage is enough to take out the uh, the last remaining soldier. Um, yeah, the arrow comes into his head, pins him up against the wall. That treasure had pinned him there, uh, so now she can let go of him. Uh, even though she probably already did to hit him with a sword. So um, After after Sirak is Olaroon. Yes, Olaroon, you sound very far away and very quiet. That's why. What's the difference? What, what's the difference? <laughs> I've been eating tacos. Sorry. Um, uh, so I'm going to hit him. Okay. Uh, well, so you, you can't make it to melee with him. Oh, I can't? Um, no. No, you're, again, it's 15 feet for you to get in the room, and then he's 20 feet beyond the, the door. Okay. Uh, um, so you, you can make it. You get 15 feet into the room. You're right next to Sir Ride. 20 feet from the servant. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to position myself in such a way that he has to move by me to get to Sirak or Sir Ride. Got it. And I will okay. hold my action uh, so that I can take a, as soon as he comes within range of me so I can hit him. Okay. Holding your action. Sounds good. Uh, that's the end of the initiative. New round. Uh, okay, Sirak, you're up. I'm gonna go for the servant. All right. Uh, 12 plus 8 for dirty 20. Um, planar warrior. Okay. Uh, Okay, so that's 5 plus... Jesus! Uh, six force damage. Six total? Yeah, six total. I literally rolled two ones on two d8s. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the, the arrow comes, uh, sort of pierces through his chest, bursts through the, the, the backside, but it's a very small hole by comparison to the one that you left on the previous, uh, previous servant. Treasure, you're up. And the servant's the only one that's left, Correct. Correct. Or is it for me? Ten feet. Okay, so we're just going to adjust straight up and take a nice big downward slash at it. All right. 
17 altogether. 17 does hit. Yeah, the big overhead uh, 12 o'clock downward slash. Let's get some damage. That's going to be 11 damage. How much? 11. Got it. Sorry about that. Okay. So, 11 damage. Uh, you are going to... Uh, you cleave his head off. Um, the head comes off the shoulders. As it as you're coming down with the big strike, it sort of turns and tries to lurch away. You end up taking its head and the force you curve the blade a little bit doesn't bisect but it, it, the head comes off turns back the other sideways lands on the ground and then <laughs> and and keeps trying to bite you um that is it for treasure um it's a ride fish's mockery <laughs> the, the head or the body? The head. It's it's all one. I'm teasing you. Go ahead. Um, I got it. Oh, I don't roll. I don't. Uh, okay. You don't. Uh oh oh. Nope. Never mind. Nine. <laughs> Fourteen. Um, yeah. So it takes three points of damage. Three points of damage. All right. It's on a seven. And Olarun, you're up. So you got to within range of me? Say what? Oh, so is it, is no. it my turn? Yeah, yes. it is It is your turn. You act before the, before the zombie does. Oh. So you can rush up to it. I'm going to do that and I'm going to hit him. All right. Do it and hit him. <laughs> 24. 24 does it. Uh, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage is enough to finish the zombie. You watch its head stir. And the body flops down onto the floor. Um, knees, then body, um, very dramatically. Gross. So. You guys can see that there is one more door at the end of this hallway. Um you think that would be like the front corner of the house. This room is pretty big. It's wide. It's long, almost the full length of the house. Um, it would go underneath the stairs here. You can see the second doorway that would have um, led here from the hallway. So uh, there's just one last door if you guys are interested in checking it out. First kind of check last out. door. Last door. Oh, no, we're gonna, we got we to gotta clear out every single room before we on to the next one. Exactly. Have to. That's, a, that's how you leave yourself open, getting attacked from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything of interest in this room? There are some weapons. Um, they're mostly practice weapons. Looks like they have uh, sort of elven designs. They are ironwood, but they are not sharpened. They're blunted. Um, there are uh, targets. There are some arrows. Again, most of these rooms were picked over by Tavish and his team for their major archaeological or anthropological um, finds. So, 
Because I know Calroth's what that he's looking for something that's elven in design and kind of special. Mm-hmm. I want to scribble down kind of what these swords look like. Okay. Um, just in case it is something that it's one of the ones he's looking for or like it. So sure. I'm going to hold on to that for him. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. There are some curved blades among them. There are some also, uh, most of the blades actually have a different interesting type of curve. So yeah, you, you go ahead and sketch those down um, for for Talroth um, later on. Okay, to the last door. What would you guys like to do? I check it. Okay. I peek. Okay. Make a... Roll for peek. Yes. <laughs> Make a stealth check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Nice done. Um, roll me a percentile. Mm. Okay, that is ninety-six. Okay. You open up the room and it's a small room. It looks like it was at one point a um it looks like at one point it was a like a storage closet. Doesn't seem terribly important. Looks like it has been picked over. Um but you do immediately see there is something odd about the wall um, to the right of this door, the wall that leads towards that that corner. Um, what would you like to do? I would like to touch the wall to the right. Okay, make me an investigation check. That's a percentile. That's not a d20. <laughs> it's like, that feels weird. Ah, oh, fuck a duck. 11. 11? Yes. Okay. You spend a few minutes in there looking around, touching the stones. There... You can't shake this feeling like something is missing, like there is something that you you can't find. You start sort of pushing and prodding and, and poking at things, and it, it nothing gives way. Um, what would you like to do? Something in this room feels wrong. Something's missing. Something's wrong with this wall. Is it, can I look for any, like, ways that that wall might have been moved, or any, like, any, like, movements of, of, like, dust versus, you know, like, if there's any dust that hasn't been, like, uh, moved at all? Okay. 
Um, yeah, make me make me an investigation check. Uh, no, that's a uh, five. Okay. You you look around. Uh, there's not a lot of dust in here. Um, doesn't seem to be a lot of. There doesn't seem to be a lot of a lot of movement to it. Anybody else want to try something? I. I mean, I. I don't have a good investigation or anything. Okay, well, I'll give you a perception check if you want to try. Yeah, let's see. Just you know what I perceive in general. Okay. All right. That was an 11 plus 15. 11. You do get the same feeling that, um, that Zoraide has. Um, and as you guys are all in this room, I would like you to make dexterity saving throws. Seventeen. <gasps> Nat twenty for a twenty-two. Ooh. Natural one. No. <laughs> ah, the duality of man. <laughs> so, um, sing your song. <laughs> At his funeral. Oh no. So, as you guys have, the three of you have piled into this odd closet-like place, and you're looking at the wall, and you can tell that there is something missing, um, something that you're, you're not quite seeing, as the dim light of the day pours through the open glasses that uh, fill the rest of this uh, practice hall. You begin to see it get a little darker, and um, Sirach, you realize that the door behind you guys in this closet has begun to shut. You reach out your arm and uh, in your wing, and you catch it sort of just in time um, before it can shut the entire way. And Sarai, you, you spin to look and see what was happening with the door, but just before you do, you do catch that in the shadow, in the blackness, there are words written in Sylvan along along that wall, um, but you can't see them as long as the door is open. Shut the door! Shut the door! Uh, but the door just tried to shut itself. Is that is that a smart idea? There's there's writing on the wall, and I can't see it if the door is open. <sighs> Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in there just in case bad things happen. But yeah, I'll let the door close. Okay. Are you all staying in there? Olarun, are you going on the other side of the door or are you staying here? Hashtag okay. Yellow. I'm staying there. <laughs> 
treasure. You're drawing your swords, and you 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 hear the door. Pizza, y'all okay? And it and and just you see it. You see them stop it, and then you see him pull his arm back, and the door does shut. And when it does, this room fills with these dancing sylvan letters and words that begin to coalesce along the wall. Ooh, what um, do they say? What do they say? She's very concerned that she's going to go knock on that door immediately and kay. listen. Hmm. So, trying to get this right. Upon a line of winter spears, an age of malice has ended. For sand and glass consume all. Tower of the Green has ended. Draw the blade. Of ashen burnt, ashen born, to keep thy soul from being rendered. We're here, our quest to see it all. Where once it began, soon shall be ended. So I'm not being funny. I got almost literally that. Sorry, I, I I wasn't being uh, I wasn't being loud enough. I apologize. Oh no no no! You were being loud enough. I don't write quick enough. Okay. So I like literally I have upon a line of winter spears something for sand and glass consume something draw the blade of ashenborn to keep thy soul from being rended something where once it began soul shall end. Yeah. It it mostly ends and ended. Um there's not a great rhyme scheme to it. Not a great rhymer. Um, it sounds a lot better in Sylvan, I'm sure. It 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 does. Um yeah. <laughs> So, upon a line of winter spears, or, uh, the, an age of malice has ended. Um, what was the second? How did the second part start? Uh, for sand and glass consume. Uh, the Tower of Green has ended. Seek the blade of Ashenborn lest thy soul be rended. And then what was right after that? For where our quest had once begun, soon it shall be ended. Right. 
Put your mic down. Thank you. Um, is there any type of blade in the, the general area? Not that you guys see, but I'll give you one more uh, investigation check specifically because you are now in the dark with, with the Sylvan writing. So pick your best person. If you're going to use inspiration, now's now's the time. I'm a four. Yeah, it's you, definitely. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one. Can I help her? You can help her. Okay. 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 Natural 20. Let's 24. Woo! Okay. Elven Deep, yo. Elven Deep. Ah, what's up? Going full, full Elven. That's the face you make when you do. <laughs> I was invited. You were. That was somebody's mistake. <laughs> nope. Excuse me. I am looking for something I prepped a long time ago, and now I'm having funny problems finding. You guys need to go onto our Twitter. Um, there's pictures of Dice Ball Dwarven Forge that's up for giveaway on Thursday. At our... Guys, I cannot tell you how fucking choice it is. It is so pretty. It's so well made, and it's uh You have to. You have to be watching for the. You just have to. I mean, I I went immediately once Cody was showing a picture of it on um, on the stream. I went to Dormforge website and checked it out. It is freaking fantastic. It really is. Like, there's it's got the beholder on it, and it's all like iridescent and shit. It, it's good. And on the inside, like, there's a, a space for rolling dice, and it's surrounded by a trough where you can hold up to like four sets of dice if you decided to make a or three four sets, sets of dice and one fun size pack of M and M's. It also fits. Don't ask us how we know. We do the math, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you open um, you open a secret panel that is. Beh- written behind the the sylvan um, words and there are two short curved blades set within a velvet uh, sort of stand they sit outside of their um, they sit outside of their sheaths, their scabbards, and they sort of hang. But that's not what catches your eye. There is... in the center between them a haft of what is the size of a great axe. 
and you can see that there should be a blade. There, the um, head of the haft has a central piece, and you can tell where the axe heads used to sit indented in here, and that that axe head had been um, broken, split, uh, both of the heads off of it. Um, but you can tell there is a magical energy burning off of it. And it's almost as though in this black, the haft that you guys see, this axe haft sort of um, dances with licks of the small flames um, of something that is that is missing. Um, what would you guys like to do? So, I know we're not supposed to take anything, but if we need the Ashen Blades to deal with the master of this manor, then maybe we should take him. His Blade of the Ashen Born. How is born spelled? Uh, like you gave birth to something. Somebody born of Gross. ash. <laughs> um, if you guys would like to make history checks or arcana checks, um, you you can. Um, you can also, it's up to you. I would like to open the door. Okay. So that treasure can come see the, the pointy bits. Okay. Thank God, you're all okay. Um, yeah, you you do open the door. Um, you do feel it, the door handle burn, um, burn your hand a little bit, Sride. It's warmer than it was before. Um, but treasure, you, by the time you run over there, what for you feels like seconds for them has been some long minutes um, sort of searching and twisting. Uh, you, you, they open up the door, um, and, and you guys may proceed. Okay, are you all alright? I, I don't, I'm fine, but I don't know what's going on right now. Um, okay, you guys were in here, what did you find? You all seem alright. There are short swords and Great axe haft. So the the elven set, the set of elven blades. One is a long sword. One is a short sword. Um, they are definitely a set. They seem to have long um, handles that are made from bone or antler. Um, they are very well made. They may have an, a magical energy to them. You don't know. You need like detect magic or identify something like that. However, um, they're being overpowered by by that central haft. So. Can I can I go ahead and try and make an arcana check on what's going on with this haft? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right, here I got an here. eight on history for Ashen Boy. Okay. Um, actually, Saride, I'm going to give you advantage on that roll specifically because of your background. I got a three on that Arcana check. 
like myself, dirty 20. Mm. Olorun, it is not Dawnbringer, and so your interest seems uh, seems a bit lost. Oh, I knew that wasn't, that wasn't it. I know. I know that you knew that. I'm just <laughs> letting you know. Um, but so right. You're, you're thinking of Ashenborn and something clicks. Um, Ashenborn is a old term for a very specific type of elf. Um, for those that are bleach white and gray like ashes that uh, are it doesn't speak to the ashes of fire but the loss of their emotions within the shadow fell you recognize that many of the eladrin and high elves refer to the shadar kai as ashenborn um shit these these things don't seem to be blades of the Ashenborn. The the prophecy does not seem to relate directly to these weapons. Um, I will let you know, it looks like the blades, the the elven blades, um, match a lot of the stylings within the house, and you suspect that they are the ancestral or heirloom blades of of this family. It's It's pretty easy to put together from the pictures of the young boy um, that you had you had seen within the dining room, that the master of this house is too young right now, or at least was at one point, uh. to wield them, and so they were locked away. And that's why he has a training, a martial training room, and a and a study, basically. Oh my god, um, we found Elvin Olrun. A little bit. <laughs> um, however... Olorun, you hear something within the back of your mind. Um, you hear this strong voice that is comforting um, and yet uh, feminine that creeps in and says oh my good servant what have you found My poor brother, to see one so proud, so angry, rendered apart, split from their purpose, how this rage might have fueled you. We must help him, my sweet darling. We must. as we would hope for other devotees to aid me. We must do what is right and see the blood burner reforged 
Okay, so Olorun's gonna be like, and so I assume she's when she talks about Bloodburner, she's talking about the the haft. Yeah. Um, you you see the image in your mind of this axe. It is a mighty war axe, and you can see the haft itself has um, has the uh, metal cap where the axe head had been attached is still on the wood, and it is sheen. But you can see there are these mighty blades that belong on this axe head. And you can see visions of it um, bathed in blue and red flame that lights the ground wherever its carrier uh, steps. And you can feel the fiery, angry power that just seeps off of it. Um, so I'm going to slowly start to walk up to the haft mm -hmm. and I'm going to place my hand on it and as I do I'm going to say you are not meant to sit on a shelf I'd like you to make a persuasion check. Uh, that's a 22. You hear a low grumble, and while the haft of the blood burner is warm, hot to the touch even, uncomfortable but not painful, you are able to lift it off of the rack. Okay. Um, then I will... Because uh, we don't have a bag of holding, right? You do not. Okay. Um, and what I am going to do is I'm going to take the haft and kind of strap it to my back. Mm-hmm. And... As I place it there, I'll be like, We will make you whole. And once again, the earth will know your name. The world will know So. Yes. Yes. Are you saying all this out loud? I'm saying it, like, under my breath. Well, regardless, I can see you. Olerun, what are you doing? We're not supposed to take anything. This is... This is different. This is... Not something that's meant to be... Sitting in a museum somewhere. If we touch anything, they attack us. That's why Tavish's team went down. And Olerun just kind of looks around. Uh, 
We're gonna have to fight him anyway. Alright, I trust you. Um, this is this is a good thing and he'll just kind of pat the the haft um, and the, the swords are just still sitting there right? yep Okay, but I'm just going to leave the, the swords there yes you are <laughs> Uh, Sarat's going to say kind of quietly under her breath, but loud enough that Sarat can hear in Sylvan. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys exit from this secret little storage room. Um, the Secret storage! No now no I want to watch Avatar again. <laughs> no one's taking the swords. We're just gonna leave them. Yes, yes, we are just gonna leave them because we were told specifically not to take a thing. That's what makes them come to life and start shanking our asses. And we don't need anything from that room. Apparently, your god or whoever's auto controlling you at the moment makes you think you do. <laughs> but those are the ashy blades. We don't need that shit. Mm. You're still gonna draw a picture of those blades because, like, everything looks like weird elven shit that t- that Talroth might want. Yeah, absolutely. She's not, gonna, she's not gonna touch it until she's sure that this is the weird elven shit Talroth wants. Sure, absolutely. But at least currently, this might be. Therefore, she's just doodling it. It's probably terrible. She's not an artist. Okay. So yeah, you you take some time to doodle it. Are you guys going to rehide those, or are you going to leave them um, unhidden? Let's let's rehide. Hide them, yeah, yeah. Just in case we need to come back and get them, okay. or in case someone else gets here first, like a undead. Some. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Uh, Last so thing we need is an undead hand with a plus three weapon. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Can't 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 deal with that nonsense. Um, <laughs> here is what we are going to do. Uh, I think we're going to double up next week. Um, I'm going to say with between you guys researching this, uh, I'm going to let you take a um, like a modified short rest. So if you want to roll a... You can choose. You can either recover the abilities you get on a short rest, or you can roll hit dice. Yeah, abilities. Okay. Abilities as well. Okay. Just your pick. You can choose individually. Um, Some of you took more damage than others. Some of you... So you don't get your spell slots back. That's a long rest. Um, but if, but like you could recover your um, action surge or the for the for the warlock, yeah, obviously that's gonna give you your spells. I got my um, spells lost back. That was right. So um, I'm gonna say this has been about 30 minutes, which actually keeps you guys pretty in line with the other group. Um, so we are gonna pick up next week 
you guys will do upstairs. I don't know that it's a full night of adventuring, but we'll see. And the other group is going to do its um, its well fight. So we will we will see, and I will I will think about some some fun things to do that. Um, so we may do two nights next week. We may do one. I don't know. We'll think about it. Probably two. I, I want I want to finish this one as a unit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, guys, how how did you feel about tonight? I enjoyed it. Good. I like it. I, I'm learning more about. That's the first time my patron spoken to me. Yeah. That's true. Well, in in game. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, See, that, that not was not an evil sword. Hopefully. <laughs> Boy, have you lost your damn mind? <laughs> mm. Well, I uh, one of the things I'm going to work on for next week is creating playlists so that we're not listening to the exact same song all night long. And I apologize <laughs> for for that to the viewers. My bad. My bad. Right. Yeah. Um, so, guys, if you're still with us, we're about to say goodnight, but thanks for hanging out. We're going to do the giveaway of the tray of holding from Norse Foundry. That is happening on Thursday. We're doing our one night in Tautore. Uh No, one night in Wildmount. That's Wild where Mount. we're going. Wildmount. Um, also, check us out tomorrow night. We go into the stars for Star Chasers New Horizons. Friday night, we're going to be starting uh, a new like limited run campaign. Um sort of based on or influenced by Middle Earth. Um, so that should be dark, dark fantasy. Uh, hopefully will be enjoyable. And then Saturday night, I think we're doing a Dragon Age one shot and Sunday's my birthday. Don't know what happened in there. We'll figure it out. Um, thanks guys. I hope you had a lot of fun. Um, also join us on Patreon. We get a few more patrons. We're going to be able to uh, do an art giveaway for you guys from the wonderful uh, wonderful Kez right there. Yes. So, um, thanks for hanging out, guys. We love you. We appreciate you. And it's been a wonderful anniversary so far. We're excited to continue doing this with you, even in times where uh, we don't get to sit at the table together, um, which we miss. So we're grateful for you guys. We love you guys. We're going to see you next time. But until then... Be cool.